The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. We are 78 days, yes, before season opener. And it's looking like that weather out there right this minute. But it's 78 days away. And before you know it, Raider fans, we're going to be there. Before then, though, there's all stuff going down. We got training camp. We got things going down. And we might even be right in training camp. We're working on it. So without further ado, let's get to show 151. All right, Raider fans, let me remind you of 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181, the bone line. I need some bones. Get on it. Throw me a bone, will you? I ain't kidding, man. We get some people up here on the podcast. It is the dark ages for football, and that's some bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, I'm Jones for some football, too. And like I said, training camp is around the corner. We're going to try to get in there. We're going to try to get uh, some exclusive interviews and get up close and personal with your Oakland Raiders. So uh, how do you like that video, huh? The video from the 66 Mob promotional day. Pretty doggone cool. Talking to Lane Kiffin, getting in there. A very nice event. The Grizz does a great job. Great host. So here's our show for today. Yeah, yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. Is there a change in the autumn wind? Yes, an article by. Jerry McDonald will talk about what's happening inside the Raiders organization. Great piece. Moses. Moses. Quentin Moses, run stopper. We're going to talk about Quentin Moses, a great addition, and not a lot of fanfare for this signing, but trust me, you will all be witnessing a great change in the defensive line. And we have, of course, by popular demand, the asshole of the month, Monty Pool. Now, this is not Monty Pool's first tiptoe into the pool of assholeness. No, he's been there many times before. And, well, let's just call it like I see it. Monty Pool is a hater. Yes, indeed, he's a hater. And there's no doubt about it. And I'll show you some reasons why in this new particular piece that uh, that he likes to, you know, he loves to slam the Raiders. The funny thing about it is, and the nice thing about Monty's articles are they're so blatant that they're almost funny. Matter of fact, they are funny if you read them. And, of course, we will hit Raider Nation podcast. Girls Forum section. But, you know, before I even get too far along, there is the Raider Mecca 10 coming. For all you Raider fans out there across the land, in hostile territory, across the world, in different countries, you too can come to the Coliseum. 
you can come to the Alameda Sports Facility for your Oakland Raiders and get a tour, get $100 worth of goodies in a bag, and check out all the Raiders drinking haunts uh, right here in Oak Town. That's right. Raider Mecca. It's put on by Raider News. It's a pretty cool thing. Uh, they got a whole tour. It's like a, a kind of a cool situation they got going on here. Aliou posted this on RaiderNews.com. And if you want to sign up for it, you can sign up on fansinblack.com. That's F-A-N-S-I-N-B-L-A-C-K.com. Check it out. And uh, it's a pretty cool thing. If you're from out of the area and you want to come see some some very cool stuff, uh, you'll see some pictures of it, too. Uh, There's been plenty of pictures taken, and everybody who's gone on these trips is really, really happy about it. Aside from a game, this is the next best thing at doing it right there. So if you can do that and see a game, <laughs> you is styling. I'm going to tell you right now. Really? Okay. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. Is there a change in the autumn wind? Nice article by Jerry McDonald, who has been our friend. He calls it like it is, though. He's, he's bashed us before, but for good reason. I like Jerry McDonald. Pretty consistent writer. Here we go. In the modern NFL, organizations win. Teams with focused front office people and intelligent, sleepless head coaches Get the job done. They get the job done because, well, that's the intensity it takes to make things happen in this professional sports league called the NFL. It's not that players don't matter, but in the age of free agency and salary caps, winning is all about collecting the right assortment of players and getting them ready to play. And that takes a whole lot of office staff, a whole lot of paperwork, a billion phone calls, A lot of stuff going on behind the scenes to make a team click. As bad as the past few years have been for the Raiders, things are looking up organizational-wise, especially if you compare Oakland to the rest of the ASC West. Last year's Raider team was, well, to use an overused word, incompetent. The only NFL team not prepared to play on a week-by-week basis. The coaching, as Jake Grove implied, was not of NFL caliber. No shit. During the previous two seasons under Norv, Mr. Rogers, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighbor. Won't you be my? Anyways, under Norv Turner, the Raiders were soft and easily pushed around, just like Norv. One could argue that the team suffered three of its all-time worst losses under Turner. No shit. Home debacles against Denver and San Diego during his first year. And a humiliating throw-in-the-towel visit to the Jets during his second year. No kidding. I'm glad San Diego has you now, Turner. Now the Raiders have a young and unproven coach in Lane Kiffin, but... The intangibles just feel right. Let me say that again. The intangibles just 
feel right. He's smart. He's confident. And he's focused. Those things are very important. He's also articulate. Definitely, I can tell you that right for me. An important trait for a coach teacher. Archell, Turner, and Bill Canahan could hardly get a sentence out between all of them. And that is a fact. Equally important, Al Davis seems to be giving Kiffin the latitude he needs to compete. Kiffin is speaking his mind and bringing in his own front office guys. Amen. It's early, but it appears that Davis is giving him the opportunity to mold a team in the modern NFL style. Did you hear that? Let me say it again. <laughs> it's Davis is giving him the opportunity to mold a team in the modern NFL style. You got to love it, fan, because that's how we're going to win. Compete in the modern NFL. Let's look at the rest of the AFC West. San Diego has the most talented players by far, but has replaced a coach who always wins, in the regular season anyway, with one who never wins. The Chargers also lost both their coordinators. I love it. I love it. Let's look at the Chiefs. The Chiefs seems to be in a free agent freefall. Carl Peterson appears to have lost his touch with Herm Edwards and has not shown that he can improve a team past a certain point. Trent Green, Will Shields, and Dante Hall are gone. Boy, a foundation of that team. Casey is counting on Napoleon Harris, Urgh, who Raider fans know does not make plays, and 34-year-old Donnie Edwards dismissed by San Diego to improve their defense. Love the Chiefs. We should be able to kick their arse this year. Mike Shanahan remains a top coach. Denver is always in the mix, but this annual attempt to get the Broncos back in the Super Bowl by signing an assortment of big-name free agents has not panned out. The bottom line, as bad as things have been for the Raiders, there's a reason for hope. The team is becoming more competitive where it counts. Off the field. In the front office, even the ticket people are smiling. I remember going into that ticket office and the girls were stressed. Everybody was stressed. You've been in businesses before. The boss is there. He's a big presence. Everybody's stressed out. Nothing's happening. People are dropping stuff on the floor. It's not good. The Raiders organization, the staff, all the way from the front office people, the person who meets you at the reception desk to the people who service your tickets are cool, calm, collected, and they are happy. That makes me happy. I know it's going to make Jay Russ happy and everybody else on that organization happy. Talking to one of the girls in the office, of course, I told you that she said Lane Kiffin is an integral part of the entire organization, showing his face on a regular basis to make sure things are going smoothly and there are no goof-ups in any department. Something I haven't seen a head coach do in the Raiders since Gruden. Anyways, that's all I have to say about that. Even as a young guy... I dreamed that someday, uh, I had a dream that I would build 
the finest organization in professional sports. And uh, the opportunity came to me in the early 60s to take the Raiders and make that into the finest organization that professional sports has ever had. Moses! Moses! Among the many tasks that were undertaken by the Raiders during the 2006 offseason, bolstering their already stingy defense was one of them. While the secondary performed admirably last season, Oakland run defense was ranked 25th out of 32. Yuck. Another weakness was the failure to put pressure on quarterbacks. Derek Burgess and Warren Sapp combined for an impressive 21 sacks, but the rest of the D only mustered 13 in an attempt to provide another immediate pass rusher. The Raiders selected former Georgia star, Quinton Moses, with the 65th overall pick in April's draft. And I can hardly wait for the Raider Nation to welcome Quinton Moses on the field when he makes his first sack there at home in the black hole. Moses had a spectacular junior season in 2005 in which he racked up 11 and a half sacks. Booyah! 20 and a half tackles for losses. Booyah! As a result, when he returned for his senior season, the opposing teams were working on him. Double teams, one after another, blocking seam designed just to slow him down. Their efforts were not wasted. Moses only managed four and a half sacks in 06, but he did it while getting double teamed the entire season. Good, good eye, Lane Kiffin and Mob Rob Ryan for seeing through that action. Entering his final season, Moses was expected to become a possible top 15 draft pick, but his lackluster numbers caused him to slump in the draft. However, his pro potential is still as real as it can be because his first year was brutal. Not expected to be an every-down player to begin his career, Moses could still get plenty of opportunities to contribute as a situational pass rusher. Amen. And he's quick, and he's fast. He's 6'5", 261 pounds of screaming muscle. His quickness on the line is legendary in college, and he has a vast array of pass rushing moves that he's already attained without having any help from this year's coaching staff, which can only improve in this defense that should be pretty awesome. Moses is going to be working along, of course, with Derek Burgess and Warren Sapp. What else could you ask for? Talk about taking some pressure off. I expect Quentin Moses to be getting the Moses in the Coliseum. We should hear it ringing through Oakland and it should be ultra. We needed someone to stop LT and slow down Johnson from Kansas City. I think we have found the final brick in the line. So let's make it happen. It looks like Moses is going to be our man in 07, and he could start immediately for the Raiders' defense. Let's see it happen. I can hardly doggone wait. I personally think it's one of the best picks in our draft. And it's one of those things that was unexpected in our draft because our offense was so lackluster. But kudos to Kiffin for making it happen and Rob the Mob Ryan. Moses is going to be great, and I can hardly wait to hear his chant throughout the Coliseum. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, here we go. 
to the asshole of the month. Were you born an asshole? Or did you work at it your whole life? Either way, it worked out fine. Cause you're an asshole tonight. Yes, you're an A. S-S-H-O-L-E And don't you try to blame it on me You deserve all the credit You're an asshole tonight Monty Pool Monty, Monty, Monty Monty, you hate us so much You should just have your whole section here called I Hate the Raiders and Here's Why And then, and then insert whatever article that you particularly want to put out here because I'm telling you, you are a blatant hater. Let me go on. The name of his particular article, No Hue and Cry Over Complaint. Are Raiders going soft? Okay, so what he's saying here is nobody's crying over the uh, whoever blew the whistle on uh, the rough practices. You know, that's that goes to speculation. Right now, before I even get into this crap, I will tell you, wouldn't it be something if Al Davis and Gene Upshaw figured this one out themselves? Something who to boost up the Raider mystique? Something to benefit him as a player's representative and also the Oakland Raiders is getting some extra publicity in a good way? For us, you know it's good when we... Take a slap at the NFL or the Players Association. Always makes me feel better. Could this be possibly a thing between these two? Uh, you know, who knows? Who really knows what happens? But I'm just throwing it out there as speculation. So here we go with this guy's attempt at uh, writing. <laughs> as I attempt to read it. The Raider Nation is abuzz this week with theories and rumors and speculation. Gossip from Bobby's brother's cousin uncle, who five years ago waved at Al Davis from the airport, is lighting up the internet. Who snitched? Who snitched? Someone, it is believed, told the NFL Players Association, that the Raiders are violating offseason training rules. According to article blah, 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 of the collecting bartering agreement, off-season drills are to be learning without contact. First-year coach Lane Kiffin not only allowed hitting, but perceived it as a sign of an invigorated squad. Hmm. The NFLPA investigated and found a cause to take away one week of activity, basically banning players from the facility for this week. Ooh! I can't believe this. There are no plans for the Raiders to hit the practice field, but they can't even enter the building to flex in the mirror or raid the refrigerator. Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. The list of those considered potential whistleblowers is distinguished and preposterous. From Randy Moss, the indifferent receiver who hasn't been in Oakland since 2005, to NFLPA boss Gene Upshaw retaliating for the unceremonious sacking of his friend Archell. <laughs> Brother. To someone in the 49ers camp who took offense hearing an ailing icon, Bill Walsh, spent a couple of hours observing a Raiders practice. Brother. 
Though the team's early response to their new coach has been relentlessly positive, it is conceivable, too, that a current Raider with a gripe went to the NFLPA. Ooh. There are numerous other theories and possibilities, one of which includes a plan hatched within the organization. Here we go. Here's what I just said. That's funny. Okay, here we go. I bring it up after noticing a silence from the Silver and Black Palace this week. We can all hypothesize, oh, that's perfect, on why outside forces are picking on the Raiders again. But I'm fascinated with why the team has not responded in its customary way. Are the Raiders going soft? Or are they just focused on football so much now that they refuse to engage in that kind of spat? Isn't this, listen to this guy. Here we have the Raiders and the only NFL team to get slapped for doing what most, if not all, teams do. New York Giants fullback Jim Finn was placed on injury reserve with a torn labrum reportedly sustained while blocking during a drill. And there's not a word of protest from the organization generally quick to portray itself as the victim. Boy, this guy is digging deep, isn't he? Typically, when the Raiders feel that they have been wronged or <laughs> that they wish to refute media sports, they send out a bold-faced news release. Every word in all caps illustrating their outrage this time nothing and if that seems appropriate you should know relative insignificance never has stopped them before how listen to this guy man he is such a hater it's only the team's only response has been kiffin who spoke through a team release and it's perfect he said exactly what he had to say he was notified of the Players Union believes our total commitment to improving our football team as a result in some violations of the rules regarding practice standards. He said the union has complained about the high level of intensity, player aggressiveness, and the fast pace of our practices, and as a result has taken away a final week of our off-season programs. No vow to uncover the source of the information. No attack on the NFLPA. No pointing the very... Credible contention that contact drills and violation of the CBA can be found on 31 other teams and the practice fields. The tone of Kiffin's statement obviously is that the Raiders are well on their way to fixing themselves and maybe that rubs some folks the wrong way. So be it. Guilty as charged. With pleasure. Our rise is inevitable despite your petty objections. That's what I say as a Raider fan. That's what I say right there. Just that statement. Read it and believe it. Now, this is what he says. The truth is the NFLPA could have gotten its tips from dozens of sources, from Kiffin's comments to reporters from a player or several players. As two alleged insiders insist, or from a visitor, Al Davis has never run from fight and won't start now, no matter, no matter his discomfort. Taking his punch admittedly more symbolic than effective without punching back or railing against injustice leaves me to ponder if this has become more discriminating. On the other hand, if Al Davis wanted to baptize Kiffin in life as a Raider, where the NFL and its various arms are never your friends, this is an opportunity. Something like this and, well, you get the feel of the forces behind the endless legal battles, the tuck rule, the Immaculate Reception, the Miss Rob Lyle fumble, etc. 
Listen, the Raiders can launch an all-out investigation into the persons responsible. The culprit can turn himself in, explain the reasons why his actions, and if he's a Raider, contemplate working on his next career. That's true, because they'll get rid of him. It seems, though, that the Raiders are placing their energies elsewhere. A fucking men. As it should be, for maybe this is a sign of renewed focus, maybe Ilkin has reached a point where it can drop its collective Rashid Wallace act and concentrate on playing the game. Well, this whole article, once again, is full of poison darts and everything else, but really, no matter what he likes to turn and twist, what it says is Lane Kiffin is the man. He's making it happen. There's a whole new change in the organization. We are still the bad boys because we're still going to come back and kick your teeth in, but we're going to do it with class. We're going to do it with the, with the 2007 Oakland Raiders and a 2007 NFL team. I can tell you right now, Monty, you are the asshole of the month. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. Okay, Raider fans, this year we will be going to an away game. Now, there's speculation that I'll be going to Green Bay. It looks like Randy might be going to Green Bay. Uh, I'm not going to Green Bay. And Randy and I will probably go together. Randy and I will probably go to Jacksonville, or we're going to go see Miami Dolphins. One of those two games we're going to go check out, and we will do a show from that game a video cast, and a podcast. So we can't wait for that to happen. It's just going to materialize here. Um, and don't forget, the Crusader Raider needs your help. Email Raiders.com and tell them why the Crusader Raider should be international fan of the year. Not the month, but Keith deserves to be the fan of the doggone year. This guy is silver and black to the bone. Even to put in his life in danger with a thrombosis to his leg to come to Oakland to see a game? That is a diehard fan. And I'll tell you what, if you missed my last show on why Keith Smith should be the Raider fan of the year, you should check it out. Because the guy is awesome, and he works hard. He's a great fan, and it's a pleasure to know him. Uh, Keith, Dave, Richard, they're great guys. The Crusader Raiders, all three of them. Come here to see a football game at least once a year. Can you dig it? When people don't even leave their their house in in uh, the Valley, L.A., to come to 
Oakland to see a football game or someone sitting in Arizona going, ah, it's too far. I don't want to drive that. Get off your ass and come see a game. I'm not kidding, man. You got to get here to the Coliseum. We got to fill it up here, brother. We got to fill up the hole. We got to let everybody in the league know we are back and it is no bullshit either. We're going to come back hard, come back fierce. We need fans in the seats to make it happen. Okay, here we go, right now. Raider Nation Podcast, Comments Forum Section! All aboard! <laughs> I, 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 Mayak, Raider from across the pond. Yes. The post with no name, he says. Would it be worth going after Darius Jackson to add our defense? I would love to see him in silver and black, though I concede it is unlikely to happen. Well, you know, if we got a good deal on him, I may, possibly, but I'll tell you this, most likely not because we have a great defense, a defensive backcourt last year was, uh, ran, I guess, number two. Second in the league. So, you know, we got some good DBs, and we've improved it this year already. I don't think Al's going to spend any more more money on defensive backs. I hope not, because we've drafted enough of them in the last eight years, nine years. So, uh, I I don't think so. CNY Raider fan comes in with, why us? I'm just wondering why the NFL Players Union has decided to pick on us. I thought the head of the union was an ex Raider. There are other teams out there having contact in their preseason workouts. That's for damn sure. Why can't we? Just more bull, if you ask me. And who told the union? My guess is that it's bitch-ass Jerry Porter. I heard on the Raidercast that he wouldn't sign autographs, which is okay. But he was saying that he only had one year left, and it was expected an apology the way that he was treated. I'm tired of Jerry, and I'm looking forward to him leaving. You know what? He's still a bitch. Uh, we now have some options that might pan out for some something. someone at wide receiver. If Jerry can't shut up, play his time, see what he can do for some other guys. See what other guys can do for us. Yeah. You know, I was there. I didn't see him diss anybody, but I didn't see him sign any autographs. Uh he did seem like he was a little bit off, but, you know, to be honest with you, he seemed like he was friendlier than he's ever been before. Let's get this straight, too. Now, he's always been a spoiled brat. He's always been kind of prissy. Well, in this situation, he spent the last year getting the wrath of the 66 mob and everybody. Actually, the entire Raider Nation, we booed him. So he's not real happy with us, and I don't expect him to be jumping around signing autographs because I think it would be a false and not a real sincere autograph. Anyway, it'd be, you know, some scribble on a piece of paper. The relationship is fractured between Jerry Porter and the nation, and he's the only one that's going to be able to fix it. And until he changes his tude, that's just the way it's going to be. Whether he's here or not, I just want him to catch footballs and make touchdowns. That's all I give a shit about him. Daniel Wheatley and Chino comes in. 66 Mob at the NFLPA. It's been a while since I've thrown anything up here. And then again, this wasn't much to talk about. But 
Lo and behold, some things are recently gone down, and I feel compelled to share my thoughts with the rest of the Raider Nation. I'll start with the video cast in the 66th Mob. It seems a great time was enjoyed by all in attendance. It's great to see fans showing support of their team when the rest of the country spits all over them. But not only that, the coaching staff and the players took the time out of their busy schedules to come out and say that they appreciate it. Grizz Jones and the 66 Mob have clearly started something great of additional affiliation. With them would be great for the Renation podcast and Mob alike. I especially like the piece on Coach Rob, Mob, Ryan, and the Mob Hitman idea for the defense. I would love to see the defense embrace that idea. I think it would give them their own identity away from the rest of the team and build a stronger bond between them. Amen. As for the NFLPA, I don't really care who complained. It could have been a practice squad member or Russell for, for all we know. But to have the NFLPA single us out is ridiculous. Detroit... Detroit had the same problem last year, and Rod Marinelli stepped up, stepped in as new head coach. And for these players who think practice is too intense, it's a bunch of crap. When a team goes 2-14 and 14 in those two games, uh, the defense wins the game. I don't think that you can practice hard enough. Just last week, I read how the Raiders are awarded an additional week of OTAs due to a new coaching regime, only to find out that it's been yanked right back. If the NFLPA wants to pamper those 21, 35-year-old millionaires that are paid on our salaries and wages, that's fine. But to do that across the board, don't make an example out of us. Right, do it across the board. Don't make an example. And Gene Upshaw, you know what? That's enough. That's bullshit. And, you know, that was an art shell thing, and I, that's what I think, too. The Assassin, Union Conspiracy. A friend of mine used to work for the Raiders' PA department. He still keeps in touch with the organization. He told me several players complained to the union. He didn't know which ones, but some were not happy with the intensity. I'd say that it was not Porter. He's trying to distance himself from last season, showing up for voluntary workouts and wearing Brown's old number, talking up Kiffin's playbook. And as far as Upshaw's secretly being in on it, no way. Al Davis and the Raiders give him his bread and butter. We wouldn't play favorites, but he also wouldn't single us out. My guess is that it's a few disgruntled scrubs. We've got a huge roster right now, and a lot of them as extra baggage. Guys who know that they're going to get cut or disagree with Kiff's philosophy. From what I've read, it's the core of the team is happy, and that's what matters. Right on, the assassin. Right on. You got a really good point there. There probably is a bunch of disgruntled players that are unhappy. And the, as long as the core of the team is happy, that's what matters. And let me just tell you, on this particular thing, Assassin says, I got one name to throw out you, John Gruden. Everything that's happening right now, John Gruden did in his first year of coaching. He shook the boat. He made everybody know that he's there. That's exactly what Kiffin is doing. New podcast. It's great to have another podcast to listen to today. And as usual, Greg and Randy have not disappointed. I must say it was good to hear Greg's voice. Well, Randy got all emotional about that because he was like, what's wrong with my voice? I told him, you got to get some more pop in it, partner. <laughs> and that's what his buddy Mike said too. Oh, dude, you got to work on your intensity. <laughs> I love it. Uh, a couple of quick thoughts about the podcast. 
Um, I'm ecstatic to see Kiffin taking charge and potentially flipping the bird to the Players Association. Yes, I'd almost forgotten the great Raiders were in the late 90s and the abomination in the Super Bowl. Uh, at the time, I wasn't a huge Raider fan of Gannon's. I wasn't a huge fan of Gannon's. But I look, looking back, he did a tremendous amount for this organization. Well, hell yeah, he did. Watching him play every game, watching that team in 2002, baby. Look at the videos. They're on the front of the site. You got to check it out. I hope the Raiders can choose the Crusader Raider as the international fan of the week, I say of the year. Uh, he has a great story. It seems he, he's an intelligent fan and selfless and selfless and selfless and selfless 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 what's wrong with my voice my voice my voice voice. (laughs) well randy got all emotional (laughs) i love it i am raider greg and i the asshole of the month. The month. The month. The month. I love it. Yeah. I hope that Raider Nation podcast gets noticed as well. I don't need that crap, but I sure hope he gets it. I hope he gets it big time. Amen. Amen. Bishop 916, this is who tuned me in to Monty Pool's <laughs> local ass hat. I love it. Instead of trying to contribute to the relationship of Oakland to the town, the town in which he makes his pay, pilfering dribble from the masses, instead of attempting to make good for himself, what otherwise it is exciting off season for the Raider Nation. Instead of taking the extra step and doing something useful with his time, like the asshole Jerry McDonald, IBA Raiders blog, we get this crap. And he goes on to talk about the article. He goes on to say, another uses article by the one and only Monty Poole. Another article full of self-absorbed hatred for the organization and unconfirmed Information gleaned from other sources. Another failed attempt at Sully to sully the pride of his hometown team. I place my vote for him as asshole of the month. And you got it, because that's what he is. Monty Pool is one thing. He is consistent as hell. And the other thing I didn't mention to the nation is, yes, Monty Pool writes for the Oakland Tribune. Oakland Tribune, that's right, right here in Oaktown. What a bunch of bullshit. Juan Jorge comes in. That's pretty cool. That's Raider Greg on the Raiders website gallery photos. I'm really pissed that I missed that event. It seems that it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Sure as hell was. Goes to post. The count. 79 days till Oakland Raider football 2007. Awesome. We got the counter up on the website. Check it out. Check it all out. Check out the Raider Nation podcast. It is for the Raider Nation. This is Raider Greg. I am out for this week. So my mom is having surgery. So it's going to be a little while before the next show. I don't you know. 
Yeah, she's having some heart surgery, so I might be away from the computer for a while. So uh, say a prayer for my ma, and all you guys stay safe out there for the summer. And remember, Raider football is right around the corner. Stay tuned. We will be giving it to you. I am Raider Greg, and I am out! I'm out. I'm out.